Hi, uh, today I have Belinda Lim, founding member of The Good Block. Hi Belinda, how are you today? Great, I had such a good lunch. <laughs> <laughs> well, glad you're enjoying it. So, uh, on the topic for today, so what, please share us a bit about yourself. What do you do and as a woman, one of the women in blockchain? Um, I am the co-founder of our blockchain projects. Uh, we started in September 2017, so it's been almost a year right now. In fact, I think two, two more days is our first year anniversary. Mm-hmm. So the um, blockchain project started with the core mission of uh, advocacy, advocating um, blockchain and demystifying blockchain. So we started more of investors ourselves and realized that, hey, there's something different than investment in the scene. There's actually blockchain under the cryptocurrencies. And we felt that this is the future of technology. Like we have the internet, so blockchain is really the internet of value. And this is where our future will be built on. Mm-hmm. So we really want to help more people understand about this industry. Mm-hmm. And um, is Singapore being a hub of like financial systems. So we, we should be able to take advantage of this blockchain technology where finance and technology come into play. Mm-hmm. So the good block that I'm working on right now also, it started about six months after we started the company. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we felt so sad about the industry mm-hmm. because there's so many people saying, that, hey, I'm going to raise funds for blockchain, for social impact project. And then we do not see much about it after they raise the funds. No. You're like, hey, you know, if you're advocating for like blockchain, why can't we just focus and you know do this community initiative whereby we hold um, companies accountable mm-hmm. and also to also advocate blockchain for social impact. Mm-hmm. So we do want to find out, hey, you know, tell me exactly where you are right now after raising funds and um, give us some transparency in the space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's in spite of blockchain, right? Oh. So, so that's where the Google Block started about six months back. Alright, yeah. so if you can tell us a bit more because you mentioned about block your blockchain projects as well as the good block yeah. perhaps uh, you could uh, you could explain a little bit more about these two uh, okay. blockchain projects and the good yeah. block what's the difference and mm-hmm. you know how are you working on these two okay. so um, blockchain project is more of a for-profit entity whereby we do PR marketing for ICO space. Mm-hmm. So we started really doing a lot of offline community. Mm-hmm. We do um, meetups for of ICO company, mm-hmm. telling about in, like I know, sharing their project. Mm-hmm. And we do like take care of like some future of blockchain um, workshops. Mm-hmm. So I think last last Friday we did um, a security token offering workshop in Singapore mm-hmm. having about 80 packs. So that is really more for um, the industry part, but for the good block, it's really more for non non-profit. Mm-hmm. We do not earn anything from anything that we do for the good block, mm-hmm. and the aim is really to just creating a database and asking the right question. Mm-hmm. So, for example, what we will do for the good block is to really create a focus group, for example, to talk about hey, maybe blockchain for social impact in the uh, carbon credit space. Mm-hmm. We invite project to come in and we really have a discussion about it. Mm-hmm. So. Um, it might be a bit similar, yeah. but I would just say that one is for profit, one is for not for, not for profit. Alright, yeah. very yeah. Okay, <laughs> thanks for that clarity. And uh, your session, uh, you talked about um, the insights from Goodblock. So what are some of the data that you've highlighted based on you know what, what you got from the good block. So today I covered like what is blockchain first. Mm-hmm. I think it's more of like oh, we know that the Malaysian seems a bit new. Mm-hmm. So to create the same other kind of understanding mm-hmm. before we go into the use cases. For mm-hmm. use cases I highlighted uh, about mm-hmm. four examples. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is uh, UN women uh, is using blockchain for refugees. Mm-hmm. So like for example uh, what they do is they are having this cash for work program mm-hmm. whereby the ladies can use their iris scan and um, 
be able to retrieve the amount inside their blockchain wallet. Oh, yeah. Okay. So that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, another um example I highlighted is the in Bangkok right now mm-hmm. you can trade an energy renewable energy on the blockchain. So this could be a new model whereby when we t- look at social impact investment, instead of like donating money, we could potentially invest in an asset that could generate income. Yeah, and I think last but not least, uh, it's actually on transparency. There's this company called Aidtech, mm-hmm. uh, that's invested by this government-linked corporation called SG Innovate in Singapore. Mm-hmm. So what they do is really a transparency protocol mm-hmm. that can be used for like remittance, welfare, aid delivery. Okay, yeah. so you guys are actually based in uh, Singapore. Singapore. Yes. All right. Okay. Yeah. So how long have you guys been based? Uh, so from from the start, one year. Uh, about one year. For myself, I know I know about blockchain in two thousand sixteen. Mm-hmm. I took a MIT fintech course. Oh. So wow. that was like the start, but I don't. I didn't do anything about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> till like or, and till like I think mid of two zero one seven, and uh, and then in September I started the blockchain projects. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So in your opinion, who is in the forefront of uh, blockchain and how are we supposed to catch up? In, in terms of development, interestingly, uh, we have two superpowers right now. Yeah. In the US, we see a lot of innovative pro- projects. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of funding comes from China mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> okay. and of like Chinese-linked company. Ah, okay. So I think this both with the capital and then in innovation, these two companies, mm-hmm. countries are moving really fast. Mm-hmm. I think Singapore is at, at the mm-hmm. intersection of East yeah. and West, mm-hmm. so we do get a lot of information. Mm-hmm. But I think one thing really good is like Singapore and Malaysia, mm-hmm. regulation could be much faster than mm-hmm. Singapore because mm-hmm. you have no legacy. Mm-hmm. So that could mean like hey with developer pool with like good projects with good regulation mm-hmm. the scene is yet to be determined okay yeah. alright so it's um, the pathway is um, much clearer in that sense it's easier to it could on. be it could, could be. be okay yeah. so in your opinion how can we advance the blockchain industry uh, I think if we start with education mm-hmm. if you don't understand why blockchain I think it's really hard to come up with any ideas mm-hmm. so having that fundamental is pretty important so for developer really understanding the blockchain protocol level for a layman I think it's also to understand like hey this could be a technology that I can use for my future and uh, there could be very innovative business model coming out with this so for example if you talk about a blockchain industry uh, you do not just have like blockchain companies you have a like a whole entire community of different companies and ecosystem for example marketing PR law like even accounting so all of this industry have to be ready for the blockchain space mm-hmm. yeah so what is the biggest challenge in blockchain at the moment uh, I would say that's adoption <laughs> <laughs> um, blockchain as a technology is pretty new yeah. we do hear a lot of good um, like ideas on protocol level have raised like hundreds of millions of dollars mm-hmm. but I think now um, at this point of time a surprisingly permission blockchain like IBM Hyperledger yeah. is gaining a lot of adoption yeah. but I think it's yet to see like in the private space yeah. how can we increase the number of use cases mm-hmm. and really creating something that's more consumer friendly mm-hmm. I think the best kind of application is where you do not know there's a blockchain layer under that oh, so yeah. imagine like if you are using um, Gmail yeah. you do not know, need to know that Gmail is running on cloud computing for mm-hmm. example mm-hmm. so I think yeah. that is something that the industry have to be um, taking steps towards and also creating a better customer experience mm-hmm. that's really an interesting uh, point right there because uh, from our talks there's a lot uh, of people mentioning about having more use cases yes yeah and uh, what is the effects blockchain have on the made have made on the industries and what is the most prominent industries affected I would say starting with payments. Mm-hmm. Um, on a practical level, it you really I think the transfer fees for 
cross border transfer is so much lower. Mm-hmm. For example, for a uh, I'll say for seventy five dollars ether, it's about three cents. Uh, transfer fee for e- Ethereum. Mm-hmm. So imagine this amount and being transferred by the local bank or international banks, mm-hmm. that will be more than <laughs> 75 bucks. Mm-hmm. So I think that is the first use case. Yeah. Uh, we are still looking at a lot of use cases in the supply chain industry okay. and potentially in the healthcare industry whereby transparency is pretty important yeah. in terms of tracking how safe a drug is. Mm. But I think on that part, uh, what what's your comment on, uh, because they are seeing transactions, number of transactions per second. So, mm. for instance, if you were saying about Ether and right now where, you know, we are mm. using Visa and MasterCard, so mm. in terms of per transaction, uh, how many, like, you know, what's the yeah. scale like yeah. that they can yeah. go more? So, if it's, yeah. like, slower, then that's why I think they were talking uh, about Hyperledger and yes, <laughs> adoption yes. of that. Um, so, what's your comment on that? I think for credit card, if I'm not wrong, uh, yeah. I'm not really sure, Yeah. Uh, the reason why you can go through so fast is so there's some insured amount yeah. from a credit card company that hey you know you can get it through first before yeah. uh, getting payment I think mm-hmm. that could be a supporting industry that's required mm-hmm. not just on the uh, processing speed mm-hmm. level but also on the on top of it can we build something that's more of a service mm-hmm. or like a financial insurance kind of uh, mm-hmm. I don't know uh, mechanism yeah. Yeah. would you say that is one of the challenge to adopt because mm-hmm. I mean challenge to adopt in terms because that's what businesses are looking at mm, the mm. speed um, I think it will from it from two levels um, yeah. of course you have like the merchants which yeah. is like the consumer to consumer uh, payment processing mm-hmm. and then you have like a business to business so mm-hmm. currently like um, for example I have a Chinese client yeah. they come to me right it could be much easier for them to know my wallet and transfer me money yeah. and then go through the trouble of like going to, through the banks mm-hmm. but I think one thing good is that regulation is being held on the yeah. crypto to fiat level mm-hmm. so on the AML KYC part it's mm-hmm. still there's some sense of control over there yeah. Okay, so, um, so back to a little bit on the uh, the earlier question. So, which uh industries? Uh, I mean, apart from uh, mm. you were mentioning payments. So that uh, other than that, is there any other areas that you're looking at the next one after payment? I think supply chain is supply one of the chain. biggest. Yeah, because there's so many players uh, mm. in the space that has to make a trade through. So mm. if you look at blockchain, right, it's not really ideal for every situation. Mm. Um. Technically, you might want to have a network before using a blockchain mm-hmm. because if you are looking in within a, a company itself, it might be more ideal to use a centralized database because mm-hmm. everything is faster, it's kept in the same system. That's only when you need to have multiple parties sharing the same d- database, then you might consider using blockchain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alright, so coming to the synonymous topic of the day, which women inspires you and why? Um, I would say Shara Sandberg. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> because I, I love her book on Lean mm, In. Lean In. Yeah. Lean In. Um, I think it helped my career a lot. I think one thing she mentioned was uh, to follow the rocket ship. Mm-hmm. And I think this is where blockchain is. Mm-hmm. Like, as long as you are part of the rocket, there's, you can only fall among the stars or something. Ah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, Sheryl uh, Sandberg. Yeah. So, for those uh, who actually, for our listeners, who actually wants to be in the blockchain but you know they haven't actually gone into the industry it's just like you know looking mm. looking at uh knowing more and uh, mm. so what's your advice to them and um you know words of encouragement or perhaps mm. a little bit of insight from your part uh, okay. you know where where can they when can they contribute 
Um, funnily, right? I don't know mm. is it called shilling right now. <laughs> I'm working on a book for like blockchain one one for women. Mm. Uh, if you search online right now, what is blockchain? Or uh, you get about hundred ninety seven million searches. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty tough, I would say, compared to a year back. Mm-hmm. Where you have like half of the <laughs> information. Um, I think but for a start, I think if depending on whether you like to read or do you like to watch YouTube, mm-hmm. so there's a lot of online resources. Um, you can also join Meetup. Um, so if you're a lady, you can bring a friend along, mm-hmm. so it's not so scary. Mm-hmm. So I think that's one of the key tips. And um, I think one second thing is more like there's a lot of talent needed in the space. Yeah. You do not need to be a blockchain developer, but just understanding enough about blockchain and knowing your strength, or you can just go to the meetup and you know like help out in certain events. Uh, for example, another role is called community manager. So you have to manage the community. So mm-hmm. if you have like a marketing background uh, and you want to get started, it could be a good role for you to get in and then understand the project and understand the protocol level. Mm-hmm. So I think that is where a good place to start. Yeah. Oh, okay. Thank you for the tips. I think certainly helpful. And uh, so, uh, so that's as a final word, uh, as a final word, what would you actually, you know, I mean, how can women find the inspiration or the courage to actually, uh, apart from, you know, going for meetups and things like that, because technology seems to be very uh, intimidating because it's, especially in blockchain, there's only about 8% as, as presented earlier, 8% uh, from, you know, 8% is a small number. So mm-hmm. what is the vision and how do you think that, you know, women can actually, you know, contribute more to be, to increase those percentage mm-hmm. and importance of having women in blockchain? Oh, it's so important. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we will hold, hold out half the sky, right? <laughs> um, I think the biggest thing is to uh, know that no one knows anything about it. Mm-hmm. Like, because the industry is changing so fast, there's no one expert. Mm-hmm. So being really comfortable with change is one of the things that you have to be comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, but that's, that's a good thing that you don't have to worry mm-hmm. because I think the expert in this is probably only two years. Mm-hmm. And right. things are changing really fast. For you, it's like, I think the biggest thing you can do is to learn fast. Mm-hmm. And uh, just don't be afraid. There's enough women, and just join the com- community for women. We'll help each other out. All right. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much. So we can conclude that you're gonna need to learn fast, and but then don't worry because technology keeps changing. It's just that to to know about it takes about a couple of years, two years, and it's not like you know, it it doesn't take you that long. So, um, yeah. So. Thank you very much, Belinda Lim, for speaking with us today. We appreciate your time, and you know, hopefully, you had uh, you had a good session. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs>